You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. Massey, you got somebody on the phone for you. Who's that? Oh, wait, is another Adam Silver? Is this an Adam Silver on the phone? No, it is me. It is Victor Wambayana. I want to say hi to you, Massey. All I the way from Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's at the NBA draft right now. Aren't you at the NBA draft night now, Wimbiana? No, I'm already back at the Eiffel Tower. I've been drafted by the San Antonio Spurs. They're a horrible organization I deal with. I smoke cigarettes. It's just fine. Oh, really? Drew Brees is over there. Have you ran into Drew Brees recently? Oh, yes. His wife is uh, très bon. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, he just carries around a Saints helmet wherever he goes, wherever he travels. He just has a Saints helmet nearby. Yes, he feels very bad. He goes to the Louvre and he cries about the Derek Carr. Who is Derek Carr, Massey? Tell me. Well, he's he's about to be the NFC South's best quarterback. Oh, I know. I don't think something that this Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Wimbiana, we're going to have to educate you, all right? In the Deep South, we talk football first, college football second, and NBA third, okay? You better learn okay. You better learn the uh, thing. But I, I got to hang up now. I got a show to do. Hey, it's me, man. How's it going? Whoa. Have you, did you hear what Wimbiana was saying? Oh, he was just going. He would not stop talking to you. I think he likes you. I think he wishes he was the Pelican. Probably. I, I don't blame him. Got the best young core in the in the game. Got a deep bench. Added some added some depth here at the uh with Jordan Hawkins coming out of UConn, drafted number fourteen by the Pelicans. No oh, idea what he's capable of doing. But winning the national championship. Yeah, just yeah, he's already yeah. a winner. That's I like I like winners, so there we go. I decided to tell Wimbayana that he's going to be bad at the Spurs. I felt bad. Ooh, I mean, Massey, I will say um, I watched a lot of the beginning of this draft, and it is one of the cringiest things. Did you see – you probably didn't. You are hitting your head in a garage or something. But uh, you know that Marty Smith guy, Marty McDouche, the, like, kind of southern, southern guy who likes to have the high fade, and he's from – Oh, own, yeah, Marty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Covers was, NASCAR uh, appropriately. Yeah, apparently he's a Spurs fan. Uh, so he's inside a Spurs ball club court whatever it's called wearing jorts shooting a t-shirt gun at these awful uh, spurs fans he says san antonio is now wimbantonio with feedback blaring on his microphone and then uh proceed to watch the beginning of the draft jay billis has trouble uh making a synonym for the word unique because he's talking about a player and how unique they are and he's like kind of stumbling over his words as do i sometimes and then jj reddick goes didn't you go to duke yeah, I know. I, it was a tough start for the draft, but it's been eventful. Eventful? In what way? Bad outfits, mostly. Uh, that Grady Dick guy, I hate him. He went to the Raptors, not the Mavs, so I can hate him. Okay. Worst out, worst out for the night. Well, it's very funny. Um, for whatever reason, the basketball like shape of being very tall and kind of slim doesn't translate well to suits. Does that make sense? It does for ladies because ladies like uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Pete Davidson bodies. So it actually, as a man, a good looking man with a bump on his head and a mustache and a beard as a grizzly mountain man, I think you're cool looking. I don't think those guys are cool looking, but girls, they, they like that. Okay. That's the second time. We're going to have to go ahead and talk about the bump on my head. Um, <laughs> it was pussing pre-show. And let me tell you what, I took one right on the noggin, okay? 
I was filling a airtight bin with a screw on lid, commonly used for dog food. I got a couple of chickens. Well, 14 chickens. And I the was, fans the fans know about the chickens. Yeah, the fans know. know about the chickens. But if you're a first time listener, <laughs> I have some chickens. I went to go fill their food, and there is a shelf right above my eye line. And I'm picking up a 30 pound bag of chicken food. So I got some momentum. And I'm like, okay, I can't spill it. This has to be a quick, sudden, like pour into the airtight can. Like I gotta I gotta make this work. And just stuck my forehead on the corner of this shelf. And it was bright for a second, and then I just had to be mad. And I knew the shelf was there. I know the shelf was there, but I still took it right onto the dome. You saw stars like Tweed Bird or Sylvester? It was, it was just a little flash. Just a little, mm-hmm. just I, a little flash. I, I've heard other reports that you got, you got hit by a bison because you got pretty close. So let's not – let's call a spade a spade. Listen here, okay? The bison, the bison are asleep this spring. They are asleep. I guess it's summer now. I guess it's summer, so they're going to start getting getting reared up here. But I tell you mm-hmm. what, the bison are not as active as they were in previously years. We're still at sitting at zero, and the over under is four point two five. Trainer, have humans learned their lesson? Or I had a loyal listener refer to it Ooh. as maybe their the park service has listened to our show and is suppressing the numbers in order so it doesn't get publicized like it like it does over here at Teton Sports Talk. So they're putting their they're putting their animals in the cages they go in at night like at the Disney park and Yeah, they're, they're giving them out. Little. They're letting them out in less um, large numbers. They're letting them out in smaller numbers and they're fenced like kind of like the T-Rex and Jurassic Park. It's like pretty far from where he hangs out or she, excuse me. Yeah. She hangs out to where she eats the goat and gets to the fence line, right? Something like that. I think that's I think that's yeah. probably pretty accurate. I'm glad we're reaching people. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a actually. You know what? It's a success story that we we don't have any bison <laughs> gorns from T-Town. It's a success story for us at TST. All right, let's get back to the draft. Who do the Mavs draft? Yes, please. <sighs> that was our bison gorn update. By Finally, the way. yeah, that's that's good for now. Until until next week, listeners. Pray pray for gores. Um, horns up. Not not Texas. Excuse me. Um. The Mavs finally did it, Massey. They they drafted a Duke player. Oh no! Yeah, lively, the center. He's seven two. It's only three inches short of the Wimbayana. So upside is he's like as good because he's only three inches shorter. So that's good. We got that going for us. We did need a center, and uh, Kyrie needs somebody to you know throw the ball to at the at the at the hoop as they say for an alley oopy. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, but I'm not happy to have a Duke player on the team. Not one bit. You get it, 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 you get, you get used to it as a, someone who is recovering from being a, having to cheer for Duke players in Brandon Ingram and in Zion Williamson, you get, you get used to it. That part of your calloused, calloused heart, it waxes over, you know, like, yeah, you just, it hurts at first. It hurts at first. I feel like you, I feel like it, when it rains, it pours for you though. Cause you got like, you pretty much had nothing. And then all of a sudden you got Ingram, Zion and JJ Redick all at once. So it was kind of like you, it was a fire hose and you just kind of, you dealt with it like a man. I'm not dealing with it. Cause it's a slow burn. Cause next year, or actually we, we have Kyrie. What am I thinking? We traded for Kyrie. Oh my God. I just forgot this. Uh-oh. Now we have lively. So let's strike one and two. Actually, I'm getting the fire hose. I just realized that. And how, how are you doing? You, you seem I'm, I'm, struck. I'm panicked. 
I'm panicked. We need to take five. Just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Yeah, having having two players in our team is not cool. And besides, uh, Zion, I don't, oh man, I'm getting triggered thinking about Zion Williamson. We'll get to him. We'll, we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to him. There's a lot of rumors that Zion was going to get traded, so the Pelicans could go up in the draft. That did not happen. Nope. Not I don't think you want to trade a distressed asset right now. I think you just try to see out see out his contract and go from there unless he's going to pull an Anthony Davis and sit out a year during his contract yeah. year. Like what what else would be new if he sat out? Like who could, like whatever. What else is new in the Pelicans? Well, I mean, I, it's in well, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Uh it's in my huddle, but it was almost a threat that would have come true. How are you feeling? Like if, if uh, Mariah, what's her name? Uh, Scion's girl would have oh. been able to threaten the, she threatened that the Pelicans need to trade Zion or she's going to leak the tapes. And then Adam Silver, <laughs> Adam Silver, Adam Silver shut down, shut down her account on social media. He, he got a suspended somehow. Illuminati, um, what's his name? Uh, it's, Elon called, Musk. it's called revenge. Isn't it called like revenge porn? Isn't that against the law? Yeah. So she was going to leak it. Adam extortion? Silver got her account shut down. I think you call that extortion. It's extortion. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, obvious social media extortion but the threat was that the, if if the pelicans don't trade zion because he doesn't deserve to be in new orleans because this girl loves new orleans i guess that she's going to leak the tapes so maybe if she would have gotten her way they would have traded zion tonight you, you you follow me i do follow you and i think that's very funny that someone who social media was only made aware of about two weeks ago is starting mm. to try to have influence over nba franchises that's that's hilarious. I think that's great. I when you're having your 15 minutes of fame, just do it big. Just freaking do it big. And if you you're like, okay, well, I had this and this and this, you're like, man, no one knew who you were until two weeks ago. Like, just let it ride. And there's been not much reaction from Zion's camp per yeah, usual. It's best, yeah, it's best not to. And I feel like her um not her ratings, that's what old people say, but her and her followers should have spiked by now. Maybe she can be an influencer and raise the kid off getting money through Instagram and social media. So that would be the good thing for the child, hopefully. If well, there no, is a that's, child. Oh yeah. Right. That's a big if <laughs> that, that seems like it's if. one of those, uh, one of those claims that those clout claims as, as the pe- kids call it. We'll see you in nine months. Um, let's talk a little bit about the NBA trades that, that happened today or yesterday or whenever they happened. And I just made it got all day, all day, every day for like 72 hours. It's been, it's been fun. Let's talk about the biggest one, CP3, from the Suns to the Warriors. How do we initially feel about that? From the Suns to the Wizards to the Warriors. Oh, whatever. The NBA always got like some three-team something, but whatever. Like it's it's like the um, it's like the kid who puts on tonight the Mavs hat, but he's being traded from Oklahoma City to the Mavs, but he's wearing a Mavs hat, but he's not going to play for the Mavs. Kind of similar. Yeah, it's for, very strange. Know, for, uh, yeah, a trade. So. Yeah, big trade. Uh, CB3 on the Warriors. Jordan Poole, the punching bag from uh, San Francisco. Draymond's punching bag gets sent to the Wizards <laughs> into limbo, basketball limbo. Yeah. So I feel bad for I feel bad for Jordan Poole. He went from a champion to punched in the face to having an awful season and then being traded to the Wizards. Yeah, he is One he year. is the scapegoat in in a, in a way where he did not show up during the playoffs, especially in some of the more critical games that the Golden State need to win. 
Draymond Green turned down his players option, so he's he's kind of putting some feels out there. I think Man. with CP3, the Warriors immediately get better. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a, if CB3 is not Carmelo Anthony, I know he's a banana boater as we've covered many times on the show, Mm -hmm. but I feel like CB3 has a little bit less of an ego when it comes to, he thinks he he should still be playing starters minutes. He knows his body. He cares about it. He eats, eats like vegetables and, and raw stuff. So I think he's like, (laughs) I want to be able to last for a few more years. And I want that ring. Remember when he said he was addicted to the, the finals when he went with the Suns, but he's not, he's not returned. So his addiction's gone since then. Yeah, the um, I'm so addicted to the finals. Oh no, Get me craving that. the finals so hard right now. <laughs> um, he also has the worst the worst injury luck. I mean, that may be because he's getting older and his body's wearing down. But it's almost like clockwork where you can just set a timer for first or second round of the playoffs. CP3 pulls a groin. Yeah, and it almost seemed like he was going to do a reunion with the Clippers, which would have been very interesting. But that did not happen. So um, derailed. CB3 to the to the Warriors, as you said, another wizard that got traded, Bradley Beal. Yes. I'm gonna cover that. Yes. So the Suns, the Suns lose CB3, but they gain Bradley Beal. And now they have probably they have to have the thinnest bench in the history of the NBA right now when they have Booker, KD, Ayton, and now Bradley Beal. I don't know who the hell they have on their bench now, or even in their their fifth spot. Let's let's um let's change this from Kevin Durant perspective. Is Kevin Durant yeah addicted to super teams he's only he been is. on super teams he is he is he was drafted by the thunder became became a super team sonics turned into the thunder the thunder turned into a super team because their draft they drafted so well they had they russell traded. westbrook james harden and kevin durant yeah. they ended up yeah. losing in the 2013 playoffs to the warriors he yes, goes 2012 to the in the uh in 2012 to the heat in the finals before that as well oh i forgot about that yeah, and then then Harden got traded the that next year, the year after that, to the Rockets. Rest is history with Harden. Um, Haven't heard from him then, since. Then yeah, then the Warriors beat the um, Oklahoma City Thunder straight up, and he joined the team that if you can't beat him, join him. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Brooklyn to try to team up with uh, my favorite player Kyrie. And uh, yeah, Joe and Harris on the Suns. Joe Harris, big three. Oh, yeah. and James Harden again. Mm-hmm. And we yep. all know, and James Harden ate his way out of Brooklyn to the 76ers. And now he went to the Suns where he had CP3, uh, Booker, and KD. And now no CP3, bring in Bradley Beal. And Kevin Durant once again is on a super team. It's like almost when you, yeah, when you put it that way, it's all, it's very incestual. It's like, I can't believe how many players, how many star players have played with almost every player in the league when it comes to LeBron switching teams four times, playing for three franchises. Harden uh, might be on his fifth or sixth team next year. CB3's on, you know, moving again for his fourth or fifth team. Uh, KD's on his fourth or fifth team. I mean, it's pretty wild. Another another trade that happened, which I really didn't see happening, but Marcus Smart from the Celtics goes to the Grizzlies. That one kind of caught me by the most surprise, besides uh, Chris Paul going to the Warriors. Marcus Smart, a key component of that Celtics success in gaining – high or low seeds and going into the playoffs and being some of one of the best teams in the NBA, despite their lack of success in the postseason. Marcus smart to the Grizzlies. How do you feel about this trainer? Well, I don't know. the other side of it, there's it's a three-way trade. Porzingis went from the wizards. So he got out of limbo 
to go to the Celtics, a good team, obviously. Uh, the Wizards got a bulk order of Dunkaroos and a bunch of expiring contracts, mm-hmm. I think, or some mm-hmm. picks in the second round. Um, Porzingis, Delicious. For, Porzingis for Marcus Smart. We'll just call it a straight-up trade, which is not, but it's close enough. I Porzingis is coming off a great season. If he can stay healthy, is always the biggest if. Um, I mean, it'll definitely be a pretty important part of a Celtics team that underachieved after um, – kind of being the favorites out of the East after winning the East last year, Marcus smart going to play with, or with John Morant or to cover for his butt while he's got a 25 game suspension. We'll see how that works. Point guard, point guard yeah. playing with each other. Once they eventually pay, play together. Now Porzingis, I did not realize was still producing statistics in the NBA. So when they said either. Celtics got Porzingis, I was like, Oh, where was he? So he was on the Wizards. He's in NBA was in NBA limbo. He was. He had his best, I believe, points per game, field goal percentage, and some defensive stat this year. But you don't know because he's on Washington. So he's he had a better year than last year than I thought. I kind of thought it was an expiring contract situation, and the Celtics were going to try to flip him until I saw his stat line. I was like, oh damn, he was he was pretty good last year. Yeah, in in. Pretty like a nice guy. Could have used that when he's on the Mavs, but you know it's okay. Whatever, just just nothing nothing held against him. Marcus Smart, on the other hand, it seems like that Celtic locker room, the rumors might be true, where they all kind of disliked each other. Yeah, yeah, especially the nobody trusted him with the ball in his hands. If he's gonna, at least the ball in his hands, shooting the ball. I mean, yeah, you know, ball in his hands because uh, they want him to play he, defense and he wants to do more. He stopped learning. He stopped remembering how to dribble for a couple of playoff games there yeah 100 percent. anything else to add to the nba discussion before we get into the huddle oh uh, chet chet holmgram saying uh in the next two months he'll be the best player in the world is that cute or cringy i completely forgot that chet tore his acl trying <laughs> to guard lebron in a charity event <laughs> i'm only laughing because it's not funny it's it's cruel almost but yeah. chet um, I, I hope nothing for the best of that kid. He was a sensation when he was at uh, Gonzaga. People were drooling over him, and he didn't even see the practice floor before he ended up having season-ending surgery for an injury during a, a exhibition game where I think it, I think it was a charity game where they had yeah, stars playing each other. Yeah, I mean he was definitely the appetizer, the first course for Wimbayana. He's kind of the same build, a little shorter. And not as heralded as a prospect. I think he went number two to Oklahoma City last year. Obviously sat out the whole season. So we didn't get to see what he looked like in an NBA season, which would have been kind of a good precursor to maybe what Wimbayana will look like this year. Um, all, right. all depends on the Spurs. It all depends on the Spurs want to play him a lot or they just want to kind of have Pop coach until he's 90. And in year three, Wimbayana starts playing like, you know, real minutes. Yeah, Popovich seems like he's going to just – slouch over in a meeting and when he's 110 years old and people are just going to leave him there yeah he's going to coach coach until he until he dies well we don't we're not wishing that upon anybody but Popovich seems like he's married no 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 loves the game loves the game oh nick saban of the nba let's let's talk about the mlb trainer i've been hearing some things i know the cincinnati reds are hot i know the mets Mm -hmm. stink i know the braves are Mm -hmm. Are uh, are really good this year. They might have the best record in baseball thus far, and I hear the Rangers might have five All Star prospects 
coming mm. into the early parts of July here. Can you please elaborate us, elaborate to us what the world what is going on in the world of baseball? So it's uh, blockbuster movie season. Uh, Indiana Jones five is coming out. So yep. I did Indiana yep. Jones tears. Um, I'm not, I, didn't oh. cover, I don't want to cover the entire league. Obviously I have um, four different tiers here. You ready for this? Aren't there five Indiana Jones movies? There will be, I haven't seen that one yet. I don't know if it's bad, good or horrible. Okay. Or well, great. give me, give me your tier. <laughs> give me your tier system when it comes to Indiana Jones movies. So I, so me and the listeners can know what is top tier and what is bottom tier? Obviously, the got, skull one, the alien skull one is the worst, right? We'll start with that one. We'll start at the bottom. The crystal skull, um, that's a that's basically what these teams are this year. They should have been better, and I don't see them turning it around. They're going to be garbage for the rest of the year. Yeah, why was there sense? a nuclear bomb in the beginning? We don't know. He got stuck in a fridge, survived the blast. Aforementioned Mets and the St. Louis Cardinals had a lot of promise, had a lot at stake this year, like made free agent moves. Um, yeah, added veterans and came come both coming off playoff years and they're at the bottom of their divisions. So stinky crystal skull, old Indiana. No. All right. All right. Let's, let's go to the next tier up the, the, uh, temple of doom, the doomers, the underperforming, but they could turn it around because it's a pretty good movie, relatively speaking to the other two Indiana Jones. Well, at least the, the crystal skull one. I think the Temple of Doom is that the one that Indy, Mr. Jones, come your heart, come your heart. Yeah, yeah, that is the one. The one in India where they rip the hearts out. Yeah, that one. That one still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Okay, you like that one. So the horror, yeah, the horror esque Indiana Jones. That's that'd be the San Diego Padres. Okay, what's going on with them? I thought they all they did was hit bombs. They, they do. They hit bombs. Pitching's been a little rough. Uh, NL West is a really good division. They're above 500. There are three teams above 500 in the NL West, so they're not doing horribly. They're just buried because the other teams are around them are overperforming, or they're also playing in a division when the Dodgers are around. So the Dodgers. A lot of talent. A lot of talent in LA, Massey. What can I say? Yeah, I hear that. All right. <laughs> is that the only team you have in the Temple of Doom division? That is it. The next one is the um, last Crusaders. The Crusaders are uh, surprise teams. They're crusading to the top of their, the top of their division. Okay. Okay. I like this. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. Texas Rangers. All right. Top of the West. Well, bias there, but whatever. Cincinnati Reds. I did. Yeah, I picked the Rangers to go first. Cincinnati Reds. Young, a young talent uh, surge. They got a lot of kids coming out of the farm system on the ready this year, which is cool. Like they're coming up and performing right away which is kind of rare actually uh ellie de la cruz the other day one of their best prospects an infielder he hit a home run so high massey 143 mm. feet in the air it was picked up by the cincinnati airport's radar true story not a joke it, it, nope. there must not be that many tall buildings in cincinnati if you can get <laughs> you can get a baseball radar it's pretty Ohio, flat there they, they, Build up to like, you know, story 10 where they put link, not Lane Kiffin, Urban Meyer. And he just has binoculars and checks out the talent at the bars. <laughs> just, I wish I could be down there. Instead, I'm in this skyscraper earning <laughs> some sort of salary for being working for a, a fake charity. All right. And the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles are still the last crusade tier. Yes, Last Crusade, surprise team, young, just like the Reds. The Orioles and Reds, a lot of young talent. Rangers, more of a veteran, put-together team, somehow through free agency, even though their best player that they acquired, Jake DeGrom, is shut down for the year. I'm very impressed by Bruce Bochy. He's a god of – he's won three World Series. He's a god of a, of a uh, 
baseball manager wears the uniform like no other in the dugout. You wouldn't even. Imagine. Oh yeah, so he just sits there and spits sunflower seeds and's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey. We win today. That's two in a row. We win exactly. tomorrow. That's three. They call that a streak. It has happened before. You'd like to see. Come on. You'd like to see Nick Saban wear like that old Alabama Forrest Gump uniform on the sidelines. I think the, the Alabama has the helmet, the same, the helmet has with the, the same one. uniforms. They've had the well, same no, the helmet with the one bar helmet. Bobby though. Boucher? No. Give me a break, dude. Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick, I want to see Nick Saban and Houndstooth over there, all right? Ooh, that, that's that's kind of copying an uh, old bear. Let's not do that. Just saying. Thing. I'm just saying. style. Miami Marlins and <laughs> Miami Marlins and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks as well, another young resurging team. Uh, top of the AL, top of the NL West, which is a very difficult division, as we discussed with the Padres and uh, Dodgers. All right, let's get up to that last top tier movie. Raiders, Raiders of, of the, the Lost Ark, Lost Ark, living up to expectations. Tampa Bay Rays, Atlanta Braves. That's it. That's the list. Why? Why is Tampa Bay good? They I feel like they're either really the good or they're really bad. Best. They have they're the analytics team where they don't even play. They play every player. They have a deep enough team to where they play every player based off hitting matchups, pitching matchups. They have so many good hitters. They can hit right-handed pitching, left-handed pitching. They can bench guys in the middle of games because of matchups with pitchers. They they have such a does that make sense? They're they're able yeah. to like play so much chess during a game they don't have a lot of talented players like they don't have a lot of like dodgers veterans that are like elite prospects from, from the past yeah. they have a bunch of guys who get together and just do what they're do what they're told to do what they're do what's asked of them in a game and not be like i want to play every you know i want to play all nine innings at second base like nobody nobody cares which is pretty sweet all right i'll take that tampa bay analytic analytics team well we'll get to when we get closer to the fall the Braves will just collapse. Isn't that what Braves do? <laughs> Massey, let's they won a World Series two years ago without trash can lids, so let's give them a little credit. I'm so sick of Georgia Georgia fandom right now. We know. We know UGA back to back champs. Braves UGA? actually coming through coming through like I, I need them to be hopelessly naive to the curse that's on Atlanta, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe well, that's you, over. Matt, you got the Atlanta Hawks. They stink. Mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta Falcons. They stink. They stink. Uh, they lost. The, they lost. Their hockey team is in Winnipeg now. So you got some. You got some stuff working in your favor there, bud. All right. Well, I just got to hear about the Braves all summer long because of Dawson. <laughs> all right. Dads do watch baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to start watching baseball. Mm. Oh, should we announce it right now before we get into the huddle? Oh yeah. Good news. The news. Um. We're going to miss some shows in July because I'm going to have a baby. And by me, I mean my wife is going to have a baby and things are going to change. Teton Sports Talk is having a baby. So like two men, two men, two men, a podcast and a baby, a new movie. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Maybe we'll just, I'll just bring her in here and we can, we can just uh, show her off to each other and be like, Hey, check out my baby. Hillary would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have discussed going forward how this is going to work. Uh, and she said, you know what? Let's just do one thing at a time. And I was like, all right. So we'll have to figure out maybe record earlier. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. The podcast will go on. The show will You're go saying on. There's a chance. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the huddle trainer. The huddle is something we do every week. It helps us digest the sports week and the sports news of the week. I should say 
The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, which I got a great one, and your goat Mm. of the week. Trainer, what is your good news of the week? I'll start off with a quote, actually. Uh, This is Stephon Gilmore, the acquired cornerback, one of the top five cornerbacks in the league from the Indianapolis Colts to Mm -hmm. the Cowboys. Anytime you have a quarterback like that, you've got a chance to go all the way. He's talking about? Oh, Dak Prescott. Oh, 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 Prescott. oh, I yeah. got confused when he said a quarterback that could go all the way. Oh, huh. Uh, well, he's okay. being all the play calls are being called by Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. He is. This, didn't he take over play calling this season? He's like, have nope, you, it's going to be my brain. My brain is calling plays. You ever heard of Omaha? You ever heard of an audible? Dak Prescott can do that. He is the power. Okay. Should I transition to Omaha and my good news of the week? <laughs> no, but I was, real quick, super team is forming. Uh, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins apparently want to join forces to make a super team in the NFL. It sounds like the Cowboys are in the running, so that's my side. Uh, side. You remember Indiana Jones, Last Crusade? Um, Indiana's in the motorcycle, and he's got Dad, and he's got Sean Connery in the yeah. side. side. That's my sidecar news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's good. It's good to hope. Remember when I almost sold my soul for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Hope is a bad thing. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, at some points in, in your fandom, you got to be like, this is going to be so awesome when DeAndre Hopkins and Dalva Cook choose the, the Dallas Cowboys. You have to convince <laughs> yourself of that. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, it's a long summer. All right, speaking of Omaha, and uh, mm-hmm. – UVA is just back in the familiar territory, you know? Oh, oh, that Omaha. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, UVA, if my good news of the week is that we have returned to our losing ways in dramatic fashion and heartbreaking fashion. Uh, UVA Hoos went to Omaha. Congratulations to them. And in the bottom of the ninth, in both games, they fell out of Omaha. So I felt weird that like we were having success. You know, the last two exits from the NCAA tournament, that was, that was heart-wrenching. And I feel like mm. I've taken enough damage where I'm back to normal. It's like, okay, all right. I know how UVA sports goes. I'm able to predict this better. Maybe my heart won't be as broken as bad. Football's around the corner, something to look forward to. Foot football and Tony Elliott. That is going to be a disaster. You know, I might just with Brennan Armstrong and NC State, I might be rooting for Brennan Armstrong for the comeback player of the year. He went from a top round draft pick to being absolutely forgotten about in Charlottesville. And he went to go link up with his old offensive coordinator, NC state. So you know what? I'm just going to watch NC state this year. What a turncoat. He wears red, like the British. So that makes sense. Right. Am I right guys? History lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nailed that. Nailed that English major. (laughs) That was my history major. That was my stuck on. Um, Yes. Football was canceled for good reasons. Last fall. Uh, Kihei threw, he put his, and I put it (laughs) messing up my notes. Kihei put all of his NIL deal on uh, Furman in the tournament and threw the ball away on purpose. I mean. uh, the lax team, the lax team got shocked by Notre Dame. Kind of funny though, because I hate lax players. And then baseball lost the heart. That is funny. Just mentioned. So, and who's basketball? Not in the. I did not see them in the way too early top twenty-five. The good news: 2022 college athletic revenue data came in. Virginia ranked number fourteen. We're ranked. Where that. That seems important. Okay, give me your <laughs> whatever that means. Give me your critical number this week, Trainer. Point two one. 
Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Bob Huggy Bear Huggins. Oh, blue. Yes, yes. Blue, when you're driving a car and you're inebriated mm-hmm. and an officer of the law pulls you over, you blow a BAC, you blow one of the blow. What are the blowers called? The BAC detectors? Uh, uh, gotcha. Blowers. I think they're called the gotcha monitors. Gotcha monitors. He blew a point two one three times the legal limit. He had empty beer cans in his pa- the passenger side of his. This isn't funny. <laughs> empty beer cans in the passenger side and floorboard of his. Sorry, passenger side floorboard and his trunk. And he was actually in Pittsburgh, but thought he was in Columbus, Ohio. His daughter explained that he was an active recycler, so there is that to consider. Oh, that's, that's that's a good silver lining. I so like this that. was my go to the week, Bobby Huggins, as he's as he's affectionately called, who has been at the West at the helm of West Virginia for 16 years, and at Cincinnati for 11 seasons. I think that's correct. He is the fourth most winningest coach all time in college basketball, behind Coach K, Jim Beheim, Jim Calhoun, Bob Huggins, and then it's Roy. Williams. He is in a tier of a moment. He took a fledgling Cincinnati squad, elevated them, and they probably would have won the national title if it wasn't for Kenyon Martin snapping his leg and a half that one year. Is that correct? That's correct. And then he got a final four run with West Virginia. Uh, what was that? 2010, 11? Something. Mm-hmm. The man is a basketball icon. It is my understanding he loved basketball. And he loved to party. He installed a bar at the West in his office in West Virginia. Which what does it mean to install a bar? Like that could I've I've been to fancy houses. They just have tables they wheel out with liquor bottles on it and they call it a bar. So I'm like, do you open a drawer and does a mini fridge count as a bar? So I don't know how elaborate the bar was in Bobby Huggins' <laughs> office. He you also, mean his car? Yeah. Well, he's an average recycler trainer. He recycles yeah, yeah. per sources named his daughter. Um. So he did not get pulled over. Oh. He had a shredded tire and was in the middle of the street at 8.30 in the afternoon, at 8.30 at night uh, on a Friday. And when they asked him to pull over to stop blocking traffic, he couldn't, he wasn't able to do so. And mm-hmm. they were like, Bob Huggins is drunk. There's no way you look at Bob Huggins and mistake him for somebody else. He, no. prob- he probably no. has a West Virginia tracksuit on. Yeah, absolutely. He's got that um, that windbreaker like V-neck thing he wears all the time. Yeah, and I don't think you can. Uh, excuse me. I know you cannot argue that Bob Huggins loved basketball and he loved his players and he loved West Virginia and he loved the players that he coached at Cincinnati and he loved the game of basketball. It is unfortunate that the fourth most winningest coach with 934 career wins, Hall of Fame career has to have a stain on his record like this. But there's also something to learn from this situation is that get a driver. If Tiger Woods has taught us anything, hire a driver when you're a millionaire. Yeah, he's definitely a millionaire. Yeah. The, uh, get an Uber. Ubers, they're cheap. They getting a getting a driver is especially in a city is as easy as it's ever been. Yeah, 100%. I'm actually kind of, are you sure he's being fired? He's not getting a promotion at West Virginia for this? West Virginia is a different kind of class. Well, yeah, it's a different, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different world out there in West Virginia. It's, uh, he gave, he was given 30 minutes to retire or get fired. He was given an ultimatum by the university. He's like, you got 30 minutes to decide what you want to do. 
He released a very classy statement saying this does not represent the university's values and what I try to instill in my players, like, please accept my resignation, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So I still love Bob Huggins. Doesn't change my opinion of him. Only one of those play, only one, only one of those coaches. I like Roy Williams enough. He coached UNC though. Only one of those coaches I truly like that you listed. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Jim Beheim murdered somebody, manslaughtered somebody, ran yeah. over a guy. Coach K, Coach K is a lying cheater, rat face, poison field loser. You said Calhoun. I've grown on Calhoun. I, I hated him when I was younger because UConn kept winning. But as I got older, I kind of understood and respected him. Yeah, more, so. some of his yeah. sound bites. Some of his sound bites are so good. Not a dime <laughs> back. Not a dime. All right. Uh, my critical number of the week. Uh, there's a there's a couple here. Um, let's do this one. We'll lead off with this one. This one should be no surprise to anybody. But two hundred seventy five million turning into $3 billion. Oh, did Michael Jordan finally get rich? <laughs> it's been a while. So Michael Jordan bought a majority share of the Charlotte Hornets. At that point, they were called the Charlotte Bobcats before they bought the name off of the New Orleans Hornets for $3 million. Thank you, Michael Jordan. Return the Hornets name to that Charlotte franchise. Michael Jordan had a majority share of two, at $275 million. And he is selling that majority share to the minority holder, I forget, for $3 billion. So let's take a look, right? Because Michael Jordan being the greatest player of all time, let's look, take a look at his 13 seasons of ownership. Are you ready for these numbers, trainer? Uh, they're pretty pretty grim. Yes, 422, 423 to 600. That is their record wins and Ooh. losses. That is a .413 winning percentage. That is a fifth worst in the NBA over that time period. How many playoffs did he make, trainer? Two? Two playoffs. And how many oh. winning seasons did he have total there in Charlotte? Three. Three winning seasons. Oh, he, your guesses. Yes. All right. What is the least amount of games he won in one of these seasons? In, in one Ooh. of the Ooh. total seasons, in one of his losing record seasons, what is the least amount of games the Charlotte – Hornets have ever won while under his leadership. Uh, let's say uh, they went 14 and 68. Would that be me? 82 teams? Seven. Games? Seven games. Half of that? Yes. Granted, granted, that was during the NBA lockout where they only played 60 games, but seven mm. games, trainer. Now that is an investment. We need to invest in sports and just turn our pennies into – Dozens and dozens of dollars. We thought the commanders were a putrid. I mean, they are. They're putrid. But they made playoffs. They drafted players like RG3. They've been successful over the course of the past 20 years. This team is awful. And they have that sort of return on investment. And they've really only had like, what, LaMelo Ball? in the past 10 years or more to be like excited about. They Did drafted they Brandon Kimba Miller Walker? tonight. They, yeah. Kimba was good. You're right. Kimba was good. They got Brandon Miller tonight. So I guess sky's the limit for the Hornets going forward, but yeah, it's been a rough, rough go at it. Yeah. Charlotte fans have had a rough, rough go. If you're a Charlotte basketball fan, I have a second critical number trainer. Shoot. 5.34 GPA. Oh, this is the uh, transfer, the Ole Miss transfer from Florida. Yeah, so Austin Simmons, who flipped his commitment from Florida to Ole Miss, he is only a sophomore in high school. 
He will forgo his junior and senior year of high school after finishing all his high school uh, requirements and has already racked up 15 college credits because of a mixture of homeschooling and I don't know, something else. COVID, COVID schooling. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a maybe he's a super sophomore, as they say in the in the COVID years. So that is a is a gentleman by the name of Austin Simmons who looks like he's going to be a stud. He's going to be on a college campus next year and well in twenty twenty three. So this coming up season, and it's just gonna start digesting film, getting college credits, and putting in the work to become a great quarterback. I thought that was just interesting. Austin Simmons, we'll see you in a couple years, brother. Yeah, I mean, that's – I thought 4.0 was the ceiling. Is that just because I'm a dumbass and I couldn't even get close to a 4.0? I think uh, I think it's weighted – I think it's weighted with, like, if you take AP – in high school, if you take AP classes, oh, you can yeah, have I an extra do, couple decimal points. I don't know. I didn't do quite well enough to get um, above the 3.5, 3.6 area. So, yeah. I don't remember. Um, it's been a, it has been it's been a long time. It's been a while. All right, trainer, give me your stuck on of the week. Mine was Virginia sports. Uh, let's just go ahead and I got one I can flex to um, Oakland sports. Yeah, um, this Oakland, seems bad. This seems bad. The first first uh, city to ever lose all four of their pro teams: uh, the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. the Oakland slash Golden State Warriors that Moved were kind to of a San Francisco. They kind of shared, yeah. They they were in Oakland. San Francisco shared them. Now they're in San Francisco. They moved. Uh, the Oakland A's are moving to Vegas, and some hockey team I've never heard of called the Golden Seals. So I got a history lesson out of this, which is cool. The Golden Seals oh. they lost their hockey team as well. So yeah, first team in history to do that. That's that's rough. Now the Oakland A's fans had a reverse protest where they went to the game, and it was pretty electric. Oh yeah, loved it. And the Coliseum has seen some great, some great sports games over the. I mean, remember not remember because we probably weren't old enough to remember, but all the highlights of Bo Jackson running over the mound in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis Eckersley. You got the Bass Brothers, McGuire and Conseco. Those A's teams that were good. The steroid teams in the late '80s before steroids were cool. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of history there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um. All right, my stuck on you ready. The NCAA is back to their shenanigans at, at retroactively dishing out punishments to teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I need is a mm-hmm or something. That's just the oh yeah I'm, nod I'm, nod. Well, okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll continue. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So the NCAA has vacated all of LSU's wins from 2012 to 2015. Because of Vidal Alexander, who was retroactively made ineligible because his father received 180k in cash from a booster while Alexander was playing for the Tigers, he only missed one game in his entire career, and that was a loss against Arkansas. Les Miles gets 37 wins vacated and is now ineligible for the College Football Hall of Fame because his win percentage is below the 600 mark. Which were, which is required if you're to be considered in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was not. He was still eligible despite the fact he was fired for sexual misconduct at LSU and then fired at Kansas for the same charge. And I'm not saying two separate occasions. It was the charge that finally came up from LSU that Kansas was made aware of, and then they fired him after going three and eighteen over the course of uh, one and a half years that he spent there. It is just so funny that the NCAA does stuff like this. 
Oh, it is worth mentioning that that 180K from the booster, it was embezzled from the LSU's Children's Hospital. Just saying. Just Brett saying. Favre. <laughs> Brett, uh, yeah, <laughs> d- 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 Brett Favre. This has Brett Favre smells, f- smells all over it. It's one of those things where the NCAA is – is like looking at people and they have such little enforcement these days. Like, oh yeah, we'll take that from yeah, they're yeah, they're doing they're pulling 10 the years ago. Ten they're years ago, I'm taking these wins, and everyone's like, we played the game. We saw the result. You can't take that away from us. But they are taking a Hall of Fame bid to uh Les Miles, a creep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like when you file your taxes and you find out eight years later that you've been audited and you owe money from 2012 or something like that, and you're like, oh damn. They're, they're pulling that because that's where they've gotten to when it comes to casework because of the way the Wild Wild West of the NIL and all that stuff works now. Yeah. <laughs> that file just got to the person's desk. He just takes it off the yeah. top and he was like, 2012, <laughs> 2015, chill, money embezzling from the Children's Hospital. Okay, let me just take a look at this. All right, trainer, give me your quote slash question of the week. My quote was the tweet from our, our girl, Mariah Mills, uh, NBA. I have sex tapes of me and Zion, and he also has them on his trap phone. Trade him now. He doesn't deserve to be in New Orleans. Sex tapes dropping soon. So as we talked about, Adam Silver pulled some strings, got her account of suspended. Boo. Uh, I was kind of hoping the crowd tonight would like start being like, play the tape. Like, boo him when he's on the podium. Where are the know, tapes? The, yeah, where are the tapes? Um, kind of, I think we covered Zion enough last three shows um so i'll just here's a here's a fun stat for you okay piggyback adam silver in his tenure so far he's had seven different nba teams win in 10 years that he's been the commissioner spurs Mm -hmm. warriors Cavs, raptors lakers bucks nuggets we talked about parody last week that's parody david stern his uh predecessor eight different teams won in 30 years of his commissioner tenure, which is crazy to think about the difference. Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, Bulls, Rockets, Spurs, Heat, Mavs. What? Mavs. Oh, Mavs. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I'm aware of that team. Those are good stats. Those are good stats. I I want, I want an NBA championship. The the reason I'd bring you down with your NBA championship, because I don't have one. All right. I'll admit it. No, no. I got a Super Bowl, though, in my lifetime. What about you? My lifetime? Uh, yes, technically my lifetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mid-90s. All right. Yeah, I forgot. forgot, forgot. <laughs> okay. This is great. Uh, my quote of the week is from Steve Limke. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, Atlanta Braves great Mark Limke's brother? Um, Maybe. For all I know. Steve Limke of Stephen F. Austin. Now, Stephen F. Austin, you've, you've heard that name before, right? I have just down the road. SF Austin, who famously beat Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium on November 26, 2019, in o- overtime, 85 to 83, which was Duke's first home loss to a non ACC team under Coach K's reign. Just saying, people don't forget. Now, Steve Linke has nothing to do with SF Austin's basketball team. What he does have to do with is their bowling team. Now, here are the facts about this story SF Austin has a national championship caliber women's bowling program, right? They're co- yep. coached by none other than Amber Limke. She's the head coach of SF Austin's bowling team. Now, okay. where does Steve <laughs> come in? Well, Steve is got hired as the assistant coach to the bowling program because for years he volunteered to stage practices to help out mm. his wife. Otherwise, he was a stay-at-home dad. Now, uh. 
It came out that Steve was fired for a breach of ethics by having an affair with one of the female women bowlers. <laughs> yep. Yep. So how old? How, how old? old uh, it was consensual. It was consensual. Okay. Okay. So okay. they had a consensual okay. affair. And when interviewed about it, this is what one of his quotes says. He says, quote, I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's no rules saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for something like this. <laughs> what? Steve, you have kids Steve. and a wife. What are, you, what are you talking about? I mean, he goes on further by like kind of burying himself a little bit, but saying, oh, I was at home with the kids when she was away on yeah. trips. Just kind of digging himself of a hole. She basically forced me into this relationship of how negligent she's being while coaching this team and just goes Watching. on and on and is, is victim blaming himself. Yeah. He is the victim. And it's it's bad. Steve Lemke, you look like a complete mm, uh, radio edit. He might have seen radio edits. That's good. Well done. Very professional. He might have seen the success that Ime Udoka's had after oh. what happened with him yeah and he says "Ooh, celtics coach almost gets another job with the brooklyn nets and now he's got a head coaching job with the with the rockets you know people land on their feet golden parachutes massey yeah that's right he was <laughs> he was calculating that into his phone it's also funny when uh approached by his wife to see his phone she went through the text messages and, and surmised that that he was having an affair and someone asked him about the text message on his phone. He's like, oh, there really wasn't anything that conse- uh, like consequential besides the player who he had an affair with was saying how great I was. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Like, just shut, shut your mouth. Just, mm-hmm. You are the world's biggest idiot I've ever heard. Just being like, put, let, you know what? Let me just put this on record here. It really wasn't my fault. She said I was cool. She said I was a nice guy. I was I was bored. I was watching soap operas at home, ironing. I mean, it happens. People slip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, let's move along here. What is your goat of the week as we finish up to this week's huddle? His name is Tyreek Cheetah Hill. Yeah, he punched somebody. Why'd he do that? He uh Which is not that face. big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, well, yes. In, in the context, it's strike three. Um, he first at Oklahoma state punched his pregnant girlfriend. Very bad. Okay. Uh, he broke his three-year-old son's arm on the chiefs. Very bad. Um, okay. and then ironically on father's day, he open hand slapped a Marina employee who was telling him to get off a boat for trespassing and to stop fishing in that Marina. He was with a couple lady friends. Um, the good news is this wasn't, is his, boat. Tr- wasn't his boat was not his boat. He had some lady friends and was like, "Hey, you should come out at my come hang out at my boat." And it wasn't his boat. Correct. Correct. Yikes. So lesser, he's going in the right direction when it comes to intensity of you know what he's done today with a slapping a man in the face or the back of the neck versus mm-hmm. what he'd done in the past. Still not good. Is Tyreek Hill headed towards Antonio Brown, crazy Toontown? Is my question. Maybe. I mean, what what do we know? about the two that are connected uh great receivers great receivers and both are fast very fast hard to cover uh lots of uh laundry list of issues um yeah i mean i'm i'm curious is montez perfect did he ever hit tyreek hill (laughs) that's a good question that would be a good um venn diagram right in the middle there yeah right in the middle is montez perfect 
I I had forgotten all the uh, offenses by Tyreek Hill. I was when I was joking earlier about hitting somebody. It was about my man Alvin Kamara who beat the snot out of some poor dude oh. in in oh, yeah, Vegas. Yeah. So that that was yeah. going to be kind of a joke, but at least it was a grown man and not a pregnant girl or a three year old or some. Uh yeah. Uh well, Tyreek Hill, this, you've gotten yourself this, into a little bit of hot water here. Yeah, I mean, just to have the like, you know, Kamara was coming off really no issues from the past, so obviously. I believe this was a, you know, just a dude working at a marina. So probably could handle it and take it versus like, you know, like Camara, not as bad as what I mentioned Tyreek had done before, but still not a good look, not a good tra- trajectory. Uh, Miami Dolphins are considered a super team that's going to win the Super Bowl by 40 points this year because they have so much talent, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what this does for the Dolphins. Yeah. Just don't pretend you own a boat. Just don't, yeah. just don't pretend you own a boat. Just own a boat. You're rich enough. Just own a boat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have someone be like, yo, get off my boat. And when that happens, don't hit the guy for telling him to get off your boat. His boat. Excuse no, me, his you, boat. You, you and I are both, both very uh, pro-service industry people, and you don't, you don't touch them. No, no, no. Don't touch them. All right, sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. We are Teton Sports Talk. If you missed any bit of our conversation, please download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We air from 2 to 3 on 89.1 KHUL here in Jackson, Wyoming. All right, guys. Trainer, good to see you. That is it. The Duke. Players. Basketball players. What did you just say? <laughs> you can, you can uh, you know, edit that if you want. No? No. You... I can. I am out of